On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action tonight, looking to get back in the W column, but they have a tricky test ahead of them in the top team in the Western Conference, the Vegas Golden Knights. I'll get into a full preview of tonight's matchup, plus a look at Team Canada's final roster for the upcoming World Junior Championship. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, December 15th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. And the best part about it all, folks, is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. So go and follow the show right now, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then what are you doing? You got to make sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode moving forward, folks, it's going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, please go and do me a huge favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It's also 100% for free. It only takes two seconds to click that button, and it really does help me out more than all of you know. Also, make sure to go and smash the like button down below on this video. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen each and every day. To open things up here this morning, let's get right into it. Chicago Blackhawks, as I mentioned, are back in action tonight for the front half of a back-to-back here the next two days. First, tonight at the UC, they will be taking on the Vegas Golden Knights, currently the top team in the Western Conference. And this is back to a normal 7.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop, unlike the game against the Capitals which was uh, didn't get started until 8. We're back to the normal time slot, 7.30 p.m. CT, and the game will be televised on NBC Sports Chicago. But yeah, this is going to be a really tough one for the Blackhawks. I mentioned Vegas, currently the top team in the Western Conference right now. They're off to a 21-9-1 start through their first 31 games, despite, you know, kind of a, an interesting last you know, six, seven months for this team. Obviously, they fell short of qualifying for the Stanley Cup playoffs last year after making all those interesting moves, despite how limited they were financially. Uh, Obviously, kind of put all their eggs in one basket going for uh, trying to win the Stanley Cup and ended up backfiring on them. And then this offseason, they really couldn't do much because they were so limited financially. They had to trade away Max Pacioretty basically for free. Uh, then they lose what was going to be their starting goaltender, former Blackhawks netminder, Robin Leonard. He's 
probably going to miss the entire season. Uh, they <clears throat> are also without Captain Alex Petrangelo right now, as uh, unfortunately there has been, it, it sounds like a pretty serious illness in his family that's caused him to miss the last week plus here. So uh, thinking about the Petrangelo family and hope everything is all right over there. But Vegas is without him. Uh, Jack Eichel was just placed on injured reserve a couple of days ago. Knights are also without uh, Zach Whitecloud, who's been an up-and-coming defenseman for them. They, they've been banged up. A lot has gone south for this team, but they just continue to find ways to win hockey games, and they're off to a roaring start this season. So Blackhawks are going to have their hands full tonight, even though Vegas is going to be without several of their key players. But taking a deeper look at Vegas and, and some of their numbers behind this impressive start that they're off to, um, they're middle of the pack offensively. They're 13th in the NHL in goals per game, 12th on the power play. And despite having the 24th ranked PK in the entire league, seems like the strength of this Vegas, key, Vegas team is what they've been able to do defensively. Because coming into this matchup tonight, they're seventh in the NHL in goals allowed per game. And when looking at, you know, how some of that has happened, despite, as I just mentioned, Alex Petrangelo being out, Zach Whitecloud being out. It's still a really deep decor for this Knights team, led by Shea Theodore, Alec Martinez. They got some players still on the back end. And if you look at the numbers from their netminder so far this season, it's been pretty remarkable. Logan Thompson, who kind of came on strong at the end of last season to try and get Vegas into the playoffs, with Robin Leonard down, they've really leaned on him as their starter, and he hasn't let them down. He's off to a 13-7-0 start. He's got a 2.7 goals against average and a 9.17 save percentage. So really impressive stuff from Logan Thompson here so far. And then even their backup, Aiden Hill, he's 8-3-1 on the season. Excuse me, 8-2-1 on the season with a 2.62 goals against average and a 9.07 save percentage. So kind of Regardless of who Vegas goes with tonight, they probably just wrapped up their morning skate. Haven't seen who officially has been deemed the starter yet for tonight's matchup, but either way, um, both guys have been really good for Vegas so far this season, and uh, they seem confident in, in both guys. So the Blackhawks, I think it's really important for them tonight to stay on the aggressive offensively, like they were against the Capitals. Obviously, they gave up seven in that one, so that's really what cost them. But I thought it was certainly the best this team has looked offensively in their past three to four games. They were finally aggressive with the puck on their stick in the offensive zone, shooting the puck more frequently, causing havoc in front of the net. We saw Jonathan Taves get his goal that way. Uh, Tyler Johnson, kind of a, a similar, um, just a, a play that kind of fell apart, and Johnson goes to the right areas. And, and ends up burying one. So uh, I, I think the Blackhawks need to keep that same mentality tonight against either of these uh, Vegas netminders because if they don't, if they put up an effort like they did against David Riddich in the Winnipeg Jets a few games ago, uh, then it's probably not, there's probably not a good chance that the Blackhawks are, are going to get, you know, three or more goals into the back of the net tonight. And I think that's probably what's going to be needed to come out on top of this Vegas Golden Knights team. All right, there is my quick preview of tonight's matchup with the Vegas Golden Knights. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the Blackhawks' projected lines and defensive pairings for the game. 
But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all pro and college sports betting needs and info this season. You can find all of the latest developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. And Bet Online is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and live game scores. And I personally love it because, well, it's both the fastest and the easiest way to place a wager down. And they have everything on their site from the NHL to the NBA, college basketball. They got college football for bowl season right around the corner. The NFL, obviously. The FIFA World Cup has two games left this weekend. They have them both. They got UFC and MMA, boxing, and even golf. They really do have everything, folks. So make sure to go and head on over to the website today, or you can also use your mobile device right now to learn about all of the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, segment two here today, getting into the lineup that we will likely see out of the Blackhawks tonight when they take on the Vegas Golden Knights at 730. Uh, not much of a difference to the forward groups. We actually saw Sam Lafferty stay up on the top line in practice yesterday with Max Domi and Patrick Kane. And uh, Domi obviously got a goal late in that game. Patrick Kane was buzzing all night long and really could have had two or three. His puck luck has just been brutal for him here as of late. But Kaner was buzzing all night long, seven shots on goal, some of the best looks for the Blackhawks. Not surprised to see uh, Coach Luke Richardson electing to stick with this trio for another game. That, of course, means that Philip Kurashev, Jonathan Taves, and Taylor Radish remain the second line. Andreas Athanasiu, who sadly missed last game due to a death in the family, he will be returning to the Blackhawks lineup tonight. He'll be down on the third line with Lafferty staying up with Domi and Kane. Third line appears to be Athanasiu, Dickinson, and Tyler Johnson, who, of course, scored in his first game back after missing the previous 20 due to an ankle injury. And then that leaves the Blackhawks with a fourth line of Colin Blackwell, Jujar Kara, and Mackenzie Entwistle as Reese Johnson looks to be the odd man out of the forward group. Then on defense, a couple of things I like here, a couple of things I don't. First, after an abysmal performance by the Jack Johnson and Seth Jones pairing against the Capitals, Coach Luke Richardson may have listened to my advice. Maybe he's listening to the podcast. Um, he decided to bump Jake McCabe up to the top pairing with Seth Jones, and that's exactly what I said after this game against the Caps. I mean, there's no more thinking that that top pairing, having Jack Johnson on the top pairing, is going to get the job done. That's just not the type of defenseman that Seth Jones needs by his side in order to be successful all the time. And, and listen. I'm not going to get into the whole Seth Jones debate. Is it frustrating that he's probably not, for what he's paid, he's not good enough defensively to anchor that top pairing? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, what hurts about the contract is he's the guy, but still probably not the number one defenseman that we can rely on in all situations when you have a, a guy like Jack Johnson who's a little inept to be in that spot next to him. So I really like the decision to bump Jake McCabe up there. I, I've thought he's been really good defensively here as of late, despite the Blackhawks team defense being pretty brutal. I've thought Jake McCabe has been pretty good. So I really like this decision to put him back on the top defensive pairing with 
Seth Jones for tonight's game. The rest of the defensive pairings is what I don't like. We have Jared Tenorti and Connor Murphy still together. That pairing's been pretty butt, if I'm being honest, uh, for the past month now. And then Caleb Jones will be entering the lineup tonight in place of Ian Mitchell, and he'll be playing on the third pairing with Jack Johnson. This is what frustrates me. We're going to play Jared Tenorti and Jack Johnson over Ian Mitchell, and I get it. It's still not perfect hockey defensively from Ian Mitchell, and I don't think it's ever going to be. That's just not the type of defenseman he is. But to not play him, he, I know it was garbage time. He had an assist last game. We just got him two in a row. Why are we killing his momentum? I don't understand that. This whole season is about the young guys, and there's very few in particular who are actually ready to step onto the scene right now. You know, you could say that with Ian Mitchell, Alex Vlasic, Alec Regula, throw Isaac Phillips in that conversation. And then from the forward group, it's really Lucas Reichel. So if any of those guys, in my opinion, show that they're ready to be NHLers, which Ian Mitchell did with, with his first small stint down in Rockford, you know, it's a weird thing. Sometimes guys can have a lot of success in the AHL, and it just doesn't translate to the next level. We've seen it with a lot of players in the past. But Ian Mitchell has shown us there's not much more for him to prove down at Rockford. So why are we scratching him? Why are we playing Jared Tenorti and Jack Johnson over him? I get it fits the lineup better. You got three lefties on the left side, three righties on the right side. Connor Murphy can play both sides. Caleb Jones, well, Caleb Jones is actually playing the right side tonight as a lefty. You can move him to the left side. Like, it's frustrating that this season's already gone. Blackhawks are 7 16 and 4. They've lost 18 of 21 games. The season's over. What are we trying to accomplish here? The, the name of the game is developing. And to be scratching Ian Mitchell, I, I just don't agree with that decision. Even if it's just for one game and he re enters the lineup tomorrow against Minnesota, and yeah, it's a back-to-back. Maybe you don't want him playing both nights. I just don't get taking him out of the lineup tonight. Or Caleb Jones, who hasn't been any freaking good. Jared Tenorti, I give the guy credit. He's better than I thought he would be, but he's starting to come back down to the level you know we kind of figured he'd be at when the Blackhawks first signed him. Jack Johnson has not been good for the past couple of weeks. Really seems like he's aging. I could go on and on about this. Play Ian Mitchell. Play Ian Mitchell. I don't get it. Not happy with this decision. I assume he'll be in the lineup tomorrow as part of this back-to-back, and he freaking better. He freaking better. The only guy really on the back end that you say absolutely should be in the lineup at this point when we're thinking about the future. I don't really get it. Um, That's the one small gripe I have about the uh, not even small gripe, as you could tell. I just rambled on for like four minutes about it. That's the one gripe I have with the lineup decision made tonight by coach Luke Richardson. And then Arvid Soderbloom will be back in that tonight, baby. And I think that's a smart decision from Luke Richardson because no offense to Peter Morazic, but, you know, Arvid Soderbloom has been getting peppered just like Morazic did in that last game against Washington. We've been seeing Soderbloom get peppered. He's just handled the pressure a little bit better, which is crazy to think as a 23-year-old netminder. And I don't mean to just like compare him to Morazic off of one start. No, this is Morazic's last couple. Aside from the Rangers game when he got injured, he hasn't really had many quality starts this season. Soderblom's, you know, he's got the same defense in front of him. He's facing the same amount of pressure. I've thought he's handled it better. So probably a smart decision for uh Soderbloom to get the start here tonight against a really good Vegas Golden Knights team. 
And before I move on to our final segment, Blackhawks fans, I do want to touch on the subject of how can the Blackhawks beat Vegas tonight, or maybe not even beat Vegas. How can the Blackhawks hang in there and make this game at least watchable for us fans tonight? I think there's, you know, several big keys. Three of them I'm going to mention right now. The first one, I, I just, I know it's cliche and it gets said so much in hockey. But when you have a team that's scored first in five of 27 games this year, you have to put an emphasis on it. And whenever the Blackhawks, you know, sure, it it worked for them early on in the season when they were getting some timely goal scoring, the offense was looking better. The goaltending was standing on their head. They were scoring shorthanded goals. I believe they had three in their first seven games. That's not the case anymore here. So for the Blackhawks, I think it's really key. Score that first goal, play with an early lead. Get some confidence in yourselves. Get the fans interested at the UC. I think that's only going to make life easier for the Blackhawks as they progress through this game. Go up one nothing and help yourselves out. My second key is to stay aggressive in the offensive zone. It was definitely a better offensive effort from the Blackhawks on Tuesday against the Capitals. They got to shoot the puck. Can't be willing to pass up on any scoring opportunities. Because this offense, they're limited as it is. It's not a good offense. They've come back down to earth after their strong start to the season. you got to take the simple plays in front of you. Fire the puck on net. And also on the power play, have that same mentality. Don't get too complex. And also, keep the puck off the wall. I touched on this the other day. Every time the Blackhawks are cycling the puck in, cycling the puck around the offensive zone, along the walls, on the outskirts of the offensive zone, It seems like they always have a hard time retaining possession and then setting something up after. So get set up in the offensive zone and then keep it simple. Put the puck on net, cause havoc, get a rebound, find an open man. I think it's really key that the Blackhawks make life difficult on whoever gets the start for Vegas tonight. They thought they did a much better job of that against Charlie Lindgren on Tuesday. He absolutely balled out. The Blackhawks easily could have had more than three goals in that one. I think if they come with that same effort, good things are going to happen for them tonight on the offensive end. And then last, foot on the pedal at all times throughout this game. Come and play a full 60 minutes. You can't take plays off, can't take minutes off, can't take shifts off. That's really what I think has costed the Blackhawks in certain stretches. You know, we see them come out of the gate super flat against the Capitals. Ovechkin pots two goals in the opening eight minutes. They work so hard to get back into the game, make it three to two midway in the second period after some really good work. What happens? An absolute defensive breakdown, a backbreaker to the end of the second period. Blackhawks weren't really ever close after that. So can't take any shifts off. Full 60-minute effort. Got to come to play tonight. I know Vegas is down some big names, but there's a reason they're 29-21-9-1 right now and are the top team in the Western Conference. Can't sleep on them. Absolutely not. Despite guys being out, you know they're going to push hard. They've had a lot of success against the Blackhawks since becoming a franchise. So I think it's very key that the Blackhawks can't let up at any given moment throughout tonight's game. Before I wrap up the show today, folks, I also wanted to make sure to mention that a couple of days ago, Team Canada released their final roster for the upcoming 2023 World Junior Championship, which is set to kick off the day after Christmas, by the way. Um, And as I mentioned on a video previously uploaded to the channel, I think late last week, five Chicago Blackhawks prospects, happens to me every day, folks, the coffee burps. One more. As I had mentioned in that video, excuse me, 
five Chicago Blackhawks prospects were invited to Team Canada's preliminary camp. And those five prospects were Nolan Allen, Colton Dock, Ethan Del Mastro, Ryan Green, and Kevin Korchinski. Well, a few days ago, Team Canada made their official announcement on the roster decisions, and four of those five prospects wound up making the team. All three defensemen and Allen uh, Korchinski and Ethan Del Mastro all wound up making the team. Del Mastro was basically a lock after helping Canada win the gold this past summer. Didn't even get action in their two like camp games because he was basically set in stone to be there. Uh, Kevin Korchinski also, I figured his offensive abilities would be a nice addition to this back end for Team Canada, and I guess the coaching staff thought the same. And Korchinski is actually quarterbacking the second power play unit so far in Team Canada's practices. So seems like they're going to be giving him a, a lot of offensive opportunities, and that's the name of his game. So super excited to see Kevin Korchinski flash some of his high-octane skill set here in just a couple of weeks. And then for Nolan Allen, he was the one that I really thought was on the cusp the most among all three of these defensemen because I read from a couple of different sources actually who have been covering Team Canada, one of those being Scott Wheeler. Um, in his article, he mentioned that, you know, when watching Allen, he just really wasn't all that impressed. And I can kind of relate to that. Every time I watch Nolan Allen at Blackhawks development camp, he just leaves me with more to be desired, especially when you see a guy like Ethan Del Mastro rising through the ranks very strongly these past couple of seasons since being drafted by the Blackhawks. Kevin Korchinski only adds to that fire. There's all the guys down in Rockford. I just don't really know exactly what makes Nolan Allen so valuable. And I get, you know, he's a stay-at-home, responsible, big, physical, defensive defenseman. and guess that's why Team Canada ended up, you know, adding him to their blue line. But even when he plays that type of style, I feel like he's not the most effective at it or that part of his game doesn't ever really stand out to me the most, not as much as like Ethan Del Mastro's does. So I, I am still for sure concerned about Nolan Allen's ability to one day be an NHLer, but really good experience him for him here in this tournament for Team Canada. And hopefully he has a good showing to instill a little bit more confidence on his future in all of us. And then the two forwards that were invited to camp, uh, this was actually what kind of the only thing that surprised me a little bit, Blackhawks fans. Colton Dock wound up being the last forward to make Team Canada's roster, while Ryan Green ended up being among the final cuts. And Green had a really impressive finish to his camp. He had two goals in their final game, um, was pretty good in, in game one from what I read as well. And then he's off to a terrific start to his freshman season with Boston University, 14 points in his first 14 games there. I think that strong start is really what got him invited to camp in the first place. And then, you know, he really did everything in his power to make this team, unfortunately, you know, being one of the, uh, younger guys, I don't think that, you know, gave him an advantage. Personally, I would have had Green make the team as an extra forward over Colton Dock. Um, I read that Dock really wasn't all that impressive in camp and in the two games as well. But, you know, Dock is a year older. He's a leader, obviously the captain of the Kelowna Rockets. 
it's been a tough season for him. He's dealt with a couple of concussions already, been in and out of the lineup for the Rockets. But when he's been healthy, you know, he is an offensive producer. He's got some size to him. So we'll see. I was a little shocked by that decision. But uh, yeah, Colton Dock's been kind of used as the 13th forward in camp so far for Team Canada. Not sure that he's going to get all that much game action, but definitely cool to see that four Blackhawks prospects will be representing Team Canada alone in the upcoming 2023 World Junior Championship. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, December 15th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts and to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thank you again for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen each and every day. Now, for your second listen, be sure to go and check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scenes and behind the scoreboard with local experts that only Lockdown can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day.